Dogs, dogs, dogs. We're back after a really, really uh, very strange period, Joe. You've become a dad. I'm still the lifestyle athlete, now just based at the headquarters in Amsterdam. A lot has happened. How do you feel, mate? Like your first week or two is your second week as a dad. Second Did week. anything change? Well, you said anything changed. Nothing's changed, mate. It's been exactly the same as before. <laughs> 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 no, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like the weekend uh, when it happened was nuts. We were in hospital like nearly every day um, because uh, like we weren't sure whether or not like the baby, like Laura's water's broken and we wondered, was it going to come straight away? Uh, was she going to have to have a C-section, uh, be induced and all that kind of stuff? In the end, um, she had a C-section and we had the baby. And so she's been struggling a bit with the recovery from that or she was at the start because of the surgery. Um, so... Uh, Luckily, I went on my dad class as mate, so I was all clued up. You know, I uh, had it all covered. <laughs> you knew what was going on. You were I'm... talking to the doctors like you had any clue what was going on. You were saying, do you need any advice? They said, is this your third child or fourth? I said, no, it's actually still <laughs> my first. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, it's been uh, pretty busy. Like, to be fair, Laura's actually done, uh, like, pretty much all the the night stuff with the baby uh, and it seems like she wakes up loads during the night like she must be nocturnal or something mate because during the day she's like asleep and people see her and she's like she's so calm she's so quiet and then you're thinking yeah but like 11 p.m she starts kicking off and uh, would, would you say she's got something of that night hawk in her mate she's a night hawk total night hawk she'd be out <laughs> at 11 12 o'clock running no problem and she's always hungry. She's always hungry, mate. They, they, they eat so much, like literally just constantly. She's got that from her dad. She's, she's got, got that from her dad. <laughs> she's always hungry and always uh, awake during the evening, like uh, kicking off. But yeah, that's, uh, it's, been pre- it's been pretty good. Um, like my job's basically just been like sorting Laura out and making sure she's got enough like food and stuff like that and doing bits and bobs around the house. You know, you know what I'm like, mate, you know. What about the um, the diaper changing skills? Well, if you would compare yourself to a Formula One team where they're like super duper trained to change the tires in a couple of seconds, how is that you with the diapers? How's my, it going? My diaper changing, I don't think it's too bad. I think I'm all right at that, to be fair. But one thing what I will say is she farts and poos and does everything on me while I'm doing it as well. Like It's like she tricks you. Like, sure, there'll be a bit in there, be a bit of poo or something you you go to change it and you think that's that's it that's all i've let myself in for fart boom poo shoots at you literally gets you in the hand and stuff like that honestly crazy mate like and it always seems like it's with me like when laura does it nothing of this ever happens but laura was watching the other day and uh it was like did you see the picture what i posted up where there was literally flipping everything gut problems gut problems mate yeah too much too gut problems off milk the milk was off i think like the milk weren't supposed to be at room temperature but something was causing the problems i'd say she's got almost as bad gut problems as Noel malky really close close it's close doesn't shit herself quite so much as well so it's she's not quite as bad as that but you know she's uh would you would you say of course you have been on a couple of um camps with Noel Milky where you knew um that was kind of your 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 sort of some sort of internship as a dad it um, was would you say the internship was uh, was heavier than the actual job yeah. now as a dad itself if you if anyone's an aspiring dad out there or parent go on a training camp with Noel Milky because if you can look after him <laughs> and keep him alive for a week parenthood is going to be a breeze like it's going to be so easy <laughs> like honestly that's but, 
<laughs> You'll be fine, Tom. You'll put up with three weeks of no Margie. Parenting's going to be easy for you, I would you, be mate. an awesome dad. <laughs> um, with the jokes aside, how does it feel then? The baby came onto this world. What the fuck did it do? Did you cry, mate? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does make you cry when you when you see it. Like you, 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 when you see it for the first time, like it does bring a tear to your eye. Like I've got to admit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been really good. Like uh, I mean, it's it's something really special. It doesn't happen every day that you get like a healthy child. Is is uh, I can imagine yeah. something really, uh, really awesome. And the first thing you, you you see as well, or you don't really like, because uh, they had this like cover up because of the the C section, so you couldn't really see the baby at first, or and Dora couldn't. But then you hear them cry. That, that's the first time, and then you know that you know they're out because uh, that's when mm -hmm. the first time they make the noise. And then you see it, and then you see it. And did you get the tears? Like you get, you got at your wedding. You were like, "Whoa, is it there?" <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you did kind of. Yeah, you do get the tears like that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you literally, it's like basically they just pass the baby over to you, and it's like, right, you know, here you go. Do you give it your best shot? But I think the first few days, like Laura was in hospital and that was really handy because you get a lot of like advice from people there. Mm -hmm. But then when you go home, like I remember the first night we went home, first two nights and oh my God, when it, mate, when she was crying, me and Laura were like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, how do we turn it off? How do we turn it off? <laughs> and especially you, you, you must be thinking like, oh my God, I need my sleep. I need to get the training in tomorrow. I need to be fit. Techno's coming at 9 a.m. <laughs> well, to be fair, I've had a bit of a a bit of a like cop out because I had been staying in a separate room in the evenings and stuff because like if she cries and that normally it's just because she wants food and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's not much I can do. So it is a bit a bit of a cop out, but that's why Laura's done like low like most of it because she's been dealing with it all over all, all night. So I have had it easy, like really to be fair. Like I can't really uh, use. Is that, that why you're, you're getting a? So you're right now in Texas. Is that why you're getting a race in early on? Because you know it's all going downwards with you training-wise. <laughs> yeah, get it while you can before you lose it. The dad one is... No, but, uh, no, but I mean, if you, get, if you get a good race in this weekend, we'll talk more about that in a bit, then you also have a bit more rest to um, spend your time with... Uh, with uh, What's her name again? Abigail? Ab Ab Arabella. 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 <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With Arabelle, mate. Arabella and or Arabelle? Arabella. So, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, spend some time with her. And, like, we've just started taking her out now as well, like, uh, in the pram and stuff, which is actually quite good because she falls asleep when you take her out and that. But, um, yeah, it's been really good, mate. Like, uh, you'll have to have a baby and uh, you can experience it and see what it's like. <laughs> first one, yeah. <laughs> it's like some some sort of biology stuff and like relationships and all that that goes uh, before that um anyway so uh you're you're out in texas would you say fit and alive for the win yeah hopefully like train i wasn't actually planning on doing this race but then my train had been going really well so i thought well i'll put a, i'll put an entry in and you know give it a go because you want to try mm -hmm. you make the most of racing don't you because you only get like five six times really a year to do it and uh Obviously, you can't keep doing it forever, can you? Know so. Um, I thought if the fitness is there, and I think when you see a few other races, do you feel like when you watch a few other races, kind of gives you the urge to race more? You know, you get excited by it, and it makes you want to do one. So it's a bit like um, that, mate. I flipping love doing races, like honestly, and I can't tell you how much it uh, grinds me down at the moment that I'm still uh, that I'm not at a peak shape. Um, 
but we all know where that came from. But yeah, yeah, honestly, like 100%. If I would be fit to race, like I've always been like that, you know, in New Zealand in February or, or whatever. I, I, yeah, I love to race. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah. Watch if I would be able to, if I was a front pack swimmer, like Jan Fredino or Alistair Brownlee or whoever, I think I would, I would like go to a race every weekend. Really? Like, oh, first out of the water. Who is your boy? <laughs> but what, how come that would make you more likely to do it then? Is it because you feel like you're in I the know, mix? Just, just like, because you're in the mix, it gives you the adrenaline. You think like it's just a fun day. Like I love to race. Like uh, so, does it just, surprise you? Since when you well, see some since, of them guys not racing that much, does that surprise you then? Because you're like, oh, like it does like surprise that. me. And also, but but it's there's there's more aspects to it. So some athletes, some pro athletes that are really good athletes, struggle with mental problems like the pressure, uh, thinking, letting themselves down. Uh, and if I compare that, so when I was wa- uh, racing as an age grouper, obviously you're not doing 10 Ironmans because you need to pay for every entrance fee and a lot of the races are sold out, so you can't race a lot. But um, the kick from like winning or having a good race or, or showing up and seeing a lot of people, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. And now um, then turning pro, um, well, you know, a lot of stuff happened uh, since I've uh, turned a pro, um, but um, yeah, you're racing off the back. It's a bit of a different dynamic because <laughs> you're constantly <laughs> hearing you're 15 minutes off the front out of the water, mate. You're like, that solo, but have a good day out. It's, just, it's different, but you I can, still love it. Still you can <laughs> just pretend you're marking people from the back, you know, making sure that you're but, marking them. It's this way, guys, yeah, it's but, this way. <laughs> But that's why we're doing the sports, right? I can't flip and wait to um, to to get back into racing. So I'm I'm uh, I'll get that to in a bit. But um, yeah, 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 I get that, mate. You you've signed up. You're in Texas, flipping Gucci Mink glasses and Gucci uh, Mink, Stevie Wonder style. Take us with your heat prep. So you're coming out of the boiling hot UK's winter. I haven't done any heat prep, and literally, I, I couldn't even beat techno in the sauna. So if it's a hot day, mate, on on Saturday, I'm fucking roasting. You know, I'm going to be absolutely rooted. Uh, I'm just looking at the weather. The weather looks all right at the moment. So hopefully it will stay that way because, yeah, if it's hot, I'm fucked. I'm going to be shriveled up, mate, like a like a prawn. You what, know? what are the predictions of the weather? 20 degrees, mate, at the moment. Woo! 20C and sunny. That'd be perfect for you, wouldn't it, as well? Like, you'd be loving that. I, I would be loving it, yeah. But, if yeah. Cloudy? Cloudy? Sunny, sunny, though, not cloudy Oof. at the moment. as a heat wave in holland (laughs) (laughs) well it has been the i don't think we've ever had so many shit months after i mean it's almost may same still 10 degrees in rain yeah i know is it even possible like what the hell's going on i said that to my dad because we're looking at the forecast where is global warming yeah where is global warming that's true yeah they keep saying that global warming everyone getting all these electric cars the fucking earth's cooled down again now like uh, yeah. the V8. Go on, go on, USA. Ramp up yeah. the V8. The last few last few years, summer had been quite nice. Now everyone's gotten the the Teslas and everything. It's all cooled down, and we're freezing cold again. No, but with all shits and giggles, um, we've got solar panels in uh, Twente in Hengelo, where pointless. I like, escaped. Absolutely pointless, mate. Getting solar now, panels there. It's it's the shittiest spring slash winter, like sunny wise, in like ten years. Really. Like by far, like not even half of last year, not even half, mate. Yeah, when we were in COVID and we were all locked down, the weather was absolutely fantastic. Can you remember? I remember wow. you going out with yeah, your amazing. mate. Your mate who you used to train with has been cycling pretty well now, hasn't he? Like I've seen oh, him really yeah, well, yeah. S- smashing yeah. it in a few of the classics. But he had a bad year last year when he uh, struggled with COVID and all that, like a really bad year. And then all of a sudden now he, uh, like, didn't he? So he won a stage in, uh, uh, the was it Catalonia? Um was it Tour de Catalunya? 
uh, or Basque country. Some, it was oh, one Basque of them. Club. Yeah, Basque. It was Basque. He uh, podium twice in Catalonia and then Basque uh, country. And then at uh, Amsterdam Gold Race last weekend, he was Tried getting, to get uh, across to the breakaway with Pogaccia, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I reckon uh, that just shows you guys, you train with Tom and you get big results on the bike. Like He's testament to that, aren't you? When he was training with you that first win that first winter and uh, summer, he was at, he got he held the mountains jersey in the Tour de France, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was after when the, you were uh, the whole summer that we trained through, together. Com hunting through the Hague at night, three o'clock in the morning, night hawk com hunting, so you didn't have any cars <laughs> to deal with, weren't you? Yeah, and we had something like forty comps because we got everything in the city. <laughs> <laughs> didn't but you get like, hate yeah. messages as well from that? A uh, couple, yeah. <laughs> hate is gonna hate, mate. Hate is gonna hate. Players gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we um, like he's uh, he's a. Uh, but it it also shows you that you can have a really shit season, um, and then a really good one. It it also there's there's a lot of a lot can happen, and there's a lot of pressure on on like uh, pro athletes uh, um, their shoulder, and um, there's actually like a lot I want to say about that. The move from the lifestyle athlete from Twente to Amsterdam. We haven't been there yet. Yeah, well, I want to know what, what it's been like. So uh, last time we spoke, had you actually left or had you just left? I can't remember if you No, were... I only packed my bags like oh, really, right. two days so after that I've left. Talk us through then. So went. Um, got the apartment at a really, really sweet spot. It's 200 meters from a pool where I can get like really good guidance. So Fredino and, and Brownlee, watch your feet because I'll be flipping on it after a year. Um, yeah, it's just, just the facilities are awesome. I've got a gym at 200 meters, a pool at 200 meters in one and a half Ks. I'm out of the city center on like really nice roads. What, for There's cycling? a lot of people I can, for cycling, yeah. How yeah, do you get yeah. out of the city center so quick then if you're, uh, cause Amsterdam's pretty big, isn't it? Like I know. No, 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 it's not big. It's, it's not it super not? big, but I'm just, I'm just located at, at a really, really good spot for, uh, for, uh, training. So if you were going to do efforts on the bike, say if you had like some tempo or threshold, you know, something like where you're riding pretty fast. How far would you have to ride to before you could get to a decent spot to like where you could put your head down and start smashing it? Five k, six k. Oh, and really? I could do so a ninety k loop with two traffic lives. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's as good as where you were living before. Then is it? No, it's way better than the Hague. Way better than the. Hague. No, because uh, the pools the were, were a nightmare in the Hague. The other place where you were escaping from. Hengelo. Oh, mate. Well, Hengelo was good for training, but you were just solo all day, and I can't be solo. Like, I it's just. You I, know what they I, say, I mate? Any mates? The loneliness of the long distance athlete. I know, I know, but there's more uh, like friendship and all that. Like, uh, <laughs> I left my whole life behind me. Um, <laughs> I was, I was in the flipping gutter, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm like crawling to the surface. But after, after months, mate. six months of inconsistent slash hardly no training and a calf injury, like I'm so out of shape. And really, I, like, I'm getting up in the morning. I just feel like I want to fucking train, mate. I want to really? get on the bike. Can I just say, like, mate, two hours. The what? living in Hengelo, the lows of an Iron Man will never seem that low again. Like, I know. I dealt know. With, you've dealt with some serious stuff. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I can't wait to get to to um, to get fit real soon. I'm, I'm building up the run slowly, but swim is going all right. I think bike hopefully will come back soon. Doing my first race in the end of May, which would be an Olympic distance, then a half in the beginning of July, and then Ironman Switzerland, the seventh of July, is where I'm hoping to be um, back in like a good shape. And then Almere, Challenge Almere, I want to do that one. And then I'll target more races in October and November. It will just be a long season, but I can't wait, mate, to race. Florida, mate, November. Florida, start of November. Whatever, just any. Let's do it. Florida, yeah, yeah. Hit it hard, mate, afterwards. We can go to the go to the water parks and stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, flipping love it. See some crocodiles. 
Or so, alligators, whatever they got. Amsterdam has got a load of potential for me. Just all the facilities are there. My mates are there. It's just, uh, and I, I can just feel it. If I, if I look at myself, I'm just waking up in the morning. I'm thinking like I want to train. And in the evenings, I can just uh, uh, have some friends over for dinner. And uh, um, it's just, I'm alive, mate. I'm, I'm fucking alive. <laughs> <laughs> I can just feel I'm living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so it's looking good then. It is, it is, it is. But yeah, I can. I, I. That's why I know that you, you got the airplane to Texas. Even for you, it's been a long while since you've raced. Oh, because you're ages. always targeting race, a race. You're always targeting a race in in Feb and March. And uh, yeah, this is like the longest yeah. I think I've gone, like or latest for a long while. Like yeah, I mean yeah. mid mid to end of April. Normally we've done like Ironman New Zealand or South Africa or something, which has been in like March, isn't it? You know. Before yeah. we did Wanaka in February, didn't we? So this is like a long, this is a long while for me. Dude, I know. And it stresses me out to see everyone on Strava doing like 30k runs at 350k pace. I'm thinking, I literally just started running one and a half week ago, doing 30 minutes at 530k pace with my heart rate going through the roof, cycling. I mean, I can do like five, six hours on the bike, but like hardly any efforts. It's just... Ooh, I just don't need to think about it. I'm just getting up, getting the training in. I'm just trying to get that feeling from getting better every day. Luckily, you've got Not, the wild one to whip you in shape, though. Exactly. That's pretty handy. He's, like, around the corner as well to train with, and uh, I'm just trying to, to put motivation out of the fact that I'm getting fitter every day instead of comparing myself to what I was in September. Like was the 54-minute the the Ironman summer. hitter. Like, I was on a fucking pedal stone, mate. I was, <laughs> I was on there. <laughs> I was the top dog <laughs> of the water. You, know, you were costing me, it, weren't you? They called me Hercules. Some called me Zeus. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes. I, I, I shouldn't be... I, I just need to think of getting better every day, getting better every day. And then hopefully... Uh, um, yeah, so September, I must be in a peak, peak, peak. But I'm... Uh, yeah. Um, um, I think the most important part is I remember Jeannie Metzler. What, remember when she had like a flipping awesome season. Um, she podiumed and won like a load of races and all of a sudden she struggled with like uh, a mental problems. Or yeah, whatever. why like, do you what, reckon what, that was? Because that was well, like getting a podium mate, in the world. It could be anything with anyone. I mean, it could be uh, from sponsorships. It could be from a relationship. It could be from what, like, you had, someone passing away. So you reckon Sorry? sleeping with Justin Metzler could have put her into depression then? <laughs> it just never I mean, seemed to uh the hype just never <laughs> never matched the hype i thought i mean it could be mate it could be uh, uh maybe you're not so sensitive for it but um like before i was a an alpha flipping male that never thought something could grind me down if you know what i mean but then i've never i've never been sad in my life before so when it hit, you don't know where it's coming from like it literally could be anything could be financial problems could be stress from work or losing your job or losing passion so in her case she was won, winning a lot of races and you were thinking like that is her passion so why would you get depressed if you're like living your yeah, life in your dream that's what i thought well that's her question and and not 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 for us to question that but what i mean to say is after a while, uh, she, she she had her time off and then she picked up training again and she performed well well after that and I hope she's still doing well. But it shows you that um, it doesn't always... Uh, it comes, it, to, people, always it comes to unlikely people who you uh, wouldn't necessarily think. You look out from the outside and you think everything looks great. Exactly. But, but you, you don't realize what's going on the inside, do you, on some exactly. people? You know, on the outside, exactly. second place at World, 70.3 champs, smashing it, killing it. You, and then you hear that and you think... 
oh, bloody hell, like from the outside, it looked like it was all rosy. But like, you know, obviously everyone has their own battles, don't they, and stuff. And, you and especially for, um, for athletes, uh, um, it's really important to have like a stable uh, peace of mind. And if there's something that you've got on the, the back of your mind, and I know, for example, there was a video last week from the PTO about Patrick Lang had a really rough season in 2019 where his mom uh, was, I haven't seen the video, but I think... Uh, uh, um, her, his mom had, had cancer and it really stroke him. I can, as no other, really uh, um, know what what he, what he, what he, well, how hard it can be for someone to go through it. You know, you, you can't be if you're as an athlete, especially one of the top in the world. If you aren't free of mind or free of sorrows or free of whatever, if you've got something on the back of your mind, it can have a massive impact on your sports performance. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally, definitely. Like you, you that that's yeah. one of the main things, isn't it? The mental part of it. 100%, yeah. So it's really easy for people that are sitting on the couch sometime and, and, and commenting. When I see some of the comments under that post saying something like, uh, so that the, the video was called Unfinished Business or, or Unfulfilled Purpose, something like that. I don't even know that people are judging. Like, no, he's been at his peak. Like people, are, it's so easy to judge. You don't know what someone's going through and, and what happened. Same as in traffic, you know. Whenever you're, you're riding and someone cuts, uh, cuts across your car, and you, you're thinking like, and he, and he bips his honk. I think in the basics, no one is a straight up dick. Like no one would do it on purpose to you. He doesn't know you. He's just doing it because he had a bad day. But you don't know what happened to him. Maybe he lost his job. Maybe he's very sick or, or he just, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you don't know. Like maybe he's got, you, you know, he had a really hard message. You don't know. Well, I must come across a lot of people then that have got bad messages or unlucky then because I'm constantly yeah. getting honked at and stuff, you know. Like, yeah, but that, that's just you, mate. You in a dark rumor, and then uh, like the neighbors. <laughs> I just bring out story. the I just bring that, out the worst of people. I turned him depressed, story. and then they turned yeah. into another, and turned to like this uh, beast. But I know that Jeannie got back into her like uh, a game uh, uh, like half a year after that, and I am thinking like I can be back in there a couple of months on there, like yeah. on it. But anyway, Texas Joe, you're uh, sitting on some sort of a uh, grandpa chair. No, I'm on a bed. Um, I'm on a bed, mate, because you were moaning saying that outside it was too windy. So I'm, it was. I'm, I'm on the bed that my dad's supposed to be staying in. I'm always thinking in audio quality and in quality for the listeners, and you're just thinking I'll just record this shit and wherever it ends up, like <laughs> think you're thinking of the listeners, aren't you? You're think you you're thinking they deserve a quality product, aren't you? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, <laughs> we've been off for two and a half weeks. You had your two and a half weeks holiday. Tom, I'll tell you what we need to do for the end of the season as well. Um, All right. The pram world record, where you run with a pram, what? try and break two hours thirty-one for the marathon. I don't even think I can break two and a half hours without a fucking. Yeah, pram, but you mate. got training, <laughs> training, mate. There's Valencia marathon in November or December. That's the that's got to be the target, isn't it? I could. I, wonder, pram, I, I maybe want to run the Amsterdam marathon. Amsterdam When's that? Marathon. When's that? Uh, I think it's October. All right, we'll do the Amsterdam one, then finish it off with one in December or something. There, you could run it normally and pace me round for two thirty. All right. And I'll, we'll try and All break right. the record. I'll have the I'll have uh, Arabella in the pram. Let's let's do it. No, you can't have her in the pram. No, I need to. Go in there. No, you can't. You you've need got to. to. You've got to. Yeah. And I've actually had some messages after our last podcast from women, mums, saying it's absolutely fine to do it with a pram. Like I've really? had mum. I've had, I've been inundated All by right. mums telling me it's cool. Go for it. All right. All right. <laughs> I just don't want to get you cancelled. That people are like who the this guy has sent the human rights after him. <laughs> <laughs> that's my a race mate that's my a race of the uh, uh, of the year 
all right, let's get it. Like Amsterdam Marathon. Because I wanted to, I've never run a single marathon. And I was thinking like, um, you know, I had, a, I had a couple of things in life that I wanted to achieve. One was 54-minute Ironman swim. Fucking done. Been there. That was hard though. That, was, yeah. that took a lot of suffering, didn't it? That was painful. <laughs> that was grinding every stroke. <laughs> I was eating and fighting the water. But uh, no, honestly, I, I want to run the single marathon. All right, if you want, if you want to do it. And then after that, we'll, we'll do something like Florida. Yeah, I can easily get the train over the flight, can't I, to uh, Norwich, um, to Amsterdam. It's only uh, 30 minutes for me, isn't it? 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. I literally live really close to the start, like something like 3K. Perfect. We'll have well, to go for that. Yeah. Uh, well, call a Guinness Book of Records that we're going to get some of the, uh, what, what is it? I might some do a beer mile as well out here after Texas, like um, in the, the next day if anyone's up for it. But it would have to be a, an earliest start for it because I think my flight's at like 3 or 4 p.m. So if anyone is up for a beer mile around midday, 12 o'clock, let me know. I'm uh, keen for it. I've been runner-up twice looking to get on the top step of the podium this time. Um, off-season training <laughs> has uh, got me in some good shape. So uh, bring your A-game, guys, if you want to fucking take me because I ain't going to take any prisoners. <laughs> Shall I have a little look if Chris XX is around? As if well? Chris XX is around, bring him along to the uh, to the beer mile. He could he could either do it or he could like get the crowd hyped up. You know, he's an entertainer, isn't he? You know, I bet he, he is knows an entertainer. how to keep a yeah. crowd going. I, I want to do a, a, another interview with him. See like what what he has been up to. Yes, how his Iron Man training is going. We, we need some more unique thing. people as well. If anyone listens who knows stuff, like we've had the porn star on, we've had Thomas Decker who uh, had who talked us through his experiences with drugs and performance sport and how he got into that. Does anyone know of any unique people that do these random jobs? Ideally something very obscure who's into triathlon that we could get on the show. Cause that's what I we know. Want. I know another, another guy that is pretty obscure and random that we maybe can get on the show, but what does he do? Um, I can't say too much before uh, he, he gets invited onto another show, Joe. All right. <laughs> I've got something else for the listeners now that we're speaking of uh, something new. We've got two new things. There's one thing I'm starting this Thursday. So we're recording this now on Tuesday. And as a proper doc, I'm doing it at 11 p.m. Um, so this, if you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday. So then tomorrow, there will be a new podcast online. We're calling it Travel Mockery College. I just made this up, by the way. Um, but well, he's going to teach you some of the tri- tips of the trade. 54 minute <laughs> Ironman swim, six hour Ironman bike ride, you name it, he'll teach you it. <laughs> um, no, but I am going to get some, uh, um, going to do some in depth uh, podcast and not just one, but multiple ones, for example, in strength training. Like, really, we've got um, your co founder of the uh, Endurance Movement app. And um, like, why should you do strength training as uh, for triathletes, um, injury prevention, um, prioritization? Like, there's a lot of it about it, but you can't find anything about it. Like, why should you? So we're going in depth about that. I want to do an in depth podcast, and it's just not one. It's like multiple ones uh, about nutrition, but it will all be in the coming months, especially for the patrons. So if you want to support the show. Um, it makes me laugh because every time you say that I just keep thinking to my head every time on the first of the month Tom sends me a message and goes 
We lost 10 more this month. We've lost 15 more. And for about the last nine months, every first of every month, he goes, oh my God, we've lost another 10. It's just been going down. I know because you keep on saying, I keep on saying to you, we need to do something. But after all these months, I figured out that you're not going to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm up so for it, mate. I'm I up for it. Yeah, but I haven't seen you over the last couple of months like recording extra stuff for I know, it. So I, know. I was like... Um, yeah, we're going in depth about this. Uh, um, so if you actually come in here for the shits and giggles, just shits and giggles, the Jody and Tom show will still be on there. Just this will just be extra. I'll have and to call the first mine. Of, I'll have to call mine Truffle Mockery Dropout or something because I'm not smart enough to do the college run. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I think um, um, even you could learn something from it, Joe. I could, yeah, I could learn a lot from a lot of things. Like, uh, yeah, it's exactly. just. Uh, Maybe I should also do an in in depth one with Chris XX, like a couple, uh, like how to keep your relationship when you're a triathlete training twenty hours a week and you still want to keep your relationship happy. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Like I don't know how when he's training for an Ironman that much, he manages to do like ten hours of porn shoots a day. Like it's just flipping crazy, isn't it? Like absolutely. Like medication. Medication. <laughs> yeah. I heard uh, Tim Reed said on a uh, on a on a. Um, Another podcast that if you if you can't get a boner, then you're uh, training too you're training too much. So uh, yeah, you are. Chris has to, he's definitely got to keep on the fine line, hasn't he? You know, like that would be he's, he's trading on the fine line. Yeah. Um, then there is something else that we're gonna do, Joe. You came up with this idea last week, and I'm really I'm I'm just on the edge of my chair as you're listening to this right now. What Joe's gonna say, and if it's actually gonna happen in the future, but we'll say what what's the idea? No, I'm well up for it, mate. Like more of like a, talking about the race races, how they've happened, but from like the tactic side and like how you think people raced it, and a bit more of an analysis on some of the races because we'd like to talk to a bit about it on this one, but we can't really do it too much because. And there's so many other podcasts that do race and one. So we kind of keep this one a bit separate and then talk about that on another separate podcast because we don't want to like be the same as all the other podcasts, do we, you know, and talk about racing, you know, but a bit mm -hmm. more about the tactics and how we think people raced it and how they, how they could have like done it maybe a bit better and stuff like that, isn't it, Tom? Like a bit more of an, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of a bit more analysis rather than actually saying about like who got first, second and third, but We'll give it a go. Hopefully, I'll same be able with to the, um, the 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 triathlon mockery college. It will be really in depth, so not like uh, um, uh, just about strength training, like six episodes about strength training, and something like six or seven episodes about nutrition. We'll go into breakfast. We'll go into like uh, post training recovery. We'll go into like everything in depth with a uh, either. So uh, his co-founder is, for example, a the only PhD here in the world well, who finished her PhD in strength training for tri uh, for triathletes. Um, she's like flipping smart. Um, we're going to learn. We're going to get that 54-minute swim to 53. We're going to get that run down and, and, and cycling. And I think the strength training, yeah. her knowledge is awesome. Like that's really helped me with like swim with my bike and running to be honest, and something like all three, like she's got so mm -hmm. many good uh, exercises and stuff and says it in a really good way. Like I never really did strength training properly and until I went to Australia and met her properly. And on top of that, Joe, on top of that, I want all these, all these, these, uh, what, what do you call them? Like scientists or, or travel mockery college professors. I want them to make a teaser, a, for example, strength training plan, a basic one or a nutrition plan, the basic one for breakfast or whatever. For the Patreons. <laughs> so we can get the numbers up, get the numbers back up. So we can get the numbers back up because you know what happens the first of the month 
when you get that mushroom. It drops, mate. Always drops. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, as well, we haven't forgot about doing the pro that we're going to sponsor. Uh, we just haven't exactly. had time to to interview everyone. Like I, we spoke to Andy Horsfall Turner. Uh, I was meant to be talking to Max Stapley, but we had problems with the audio, and then the baby came that weekend, and then it's just been carnage. So, and then you've only just had internet for the last two days. So it is definitely coming, guys, and hopefully by the next show, just after the weekend, we should have chatted to all of them, and then we can put it out there. You guys can vote who you want to see get the support. So we haven't forgot. It's definitely coming. Um, it's just running a bit, taking exactly. a bit longer. Exactly. Um, so in conclusion, um, Nike, do more. We're going to do more. Traveler Mockery, do more. <laughs> um, shall we quickly head over? Do you, is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, Ironman Texas? Um, yeah, I could do. Like, what do you want to know about it? What do you um, think the listeners would want to know? Who's your top competitor? In the race? Oh, God. Top competitors, probably there's a few. I think um, Matt Hansen's up there, Rudy Von Berg. And there's a guy who isn't that well-known but seems like he's going pretty well, Trevor Foley. Do you know him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trains with like Lionel Sanders from Florida, so he's used to the heat as well. So it was a hot day. And I read somewhere or heard somewhere that he said that he punctured last year in the race or had some big mechanicals on the bike, lost 15 minutes or so, still biked 4.30 and then ran 2.40-something on the run. Um, so I think he's going to be a threat and he's coming slightly underrated. He's not quite a 54-minute Ironman swimmer like you, Tom, but he's getting no, there, you know. He's got and potential. He's, he's got, got potential. potential. Yeah, He's got potential. Yeah. So I think they're probably the biggest rivals. But then... We're looking at the weather for this race. It's not actually that hot and it's not that windy. So I can imagine that it's going to come down to a fast running race. And I think there'll be a lot of people together on the bike in packs because for anyone who doesn't know the course, the course is literally straight down a motorway. It's a pretty boring course, Tom. It's like 22 miles down. You ride to the motorway, then you do 22 miles. There's a lot of elevation in it, right? A lot of mountains. (laughs) Literally, the biggest elevation is a motorway that goes over another motorway. Literally just lifts over. (laughs) That is literally it. Um, I've done it a couple of times. One time when I did it, it was really windy and it was slow. It was pretty grim because you were just battling into this huge headwind for 20 something miles. Then you turn around, massive tower winds, then headwind again. And you just basically do two out and backs. Um, but if there's no wind, you could sit in the pace line very easily and save a lot of extra energy. So, uh, if people, some people do that and they can get in contention, starting the run, it could come down to like whether or not they can do a fast enough run to to catch people. But I've been cycling quite well recently, so hopefully I can put a bit of a buffer in on the bike and uh, hang on on the run. Yeah, hopefully, mate. Uh, will, will it be broadcasted? Yeah, it's going to be broadcast, mate. YouTube, Facebook, and, you know, I've got a thinking, I've got another mouth to feed. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you've got it. You've got it, mate. You have got we'll be starving otherwise. We'll be going down, we'll be going into the city trying to get the hot meals that they give out, Meal, you know, uh, where they go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't quite have it in Texas. We're going to have to get the uh, meals from the council. Like, this we'll have to do tonight. <laughs> but, um, all right, exciting. Uh, well, it's on Sunday, right, you said? Uh, Saturday, Saturday, mate. Oh, Saturday. Well, I think it starts at 1.30 your time. Uh, twelve thirty in the afternoon. Uh, I will UK, definitely be watching. Time. I will be watching, mate. You're gonna be watching. Do you know that I'm gonna be one of the 
commentators, one of the two for Eurosports for the PTO race. <laughs> yeah, you said like that. I think that's fucking brilliant. I wish you could commentate on the UK one because we could do with uh, some, uh, d- you know, decent commentators. Saying that, the PTO ones, I think, normally have all right commentators, but like on the ITU yeah. and some of the Ironman one, the comment- commentary's horrific, mate. That's what we need to get you on. I, I think I'm uh, like, um, I'm curious if I can make any jokes. Yeah, you can you can you can go for it. Well, it depends a bit on the uh, the atmosphere and the recording don't let, room. Don't let people drag you down, mate. Don't let people drag you down. <laughs> stay strong to your stay strong to your beliefs, mate. Well, as a fifty-four minor Ironman swimmer, I can see their technique is all right. But yeah. um... <laughs> so, Tom, do you want to give us any insight onto the swim uh, uh, here? Like, um, do you want to talk to us about the lead swimmers? Like, how do you think their technique for? Uh, looks because we've heard that you're uh, going pretty well in the swim at the moment have you got any uh, analysis you want to give us on there <laughs> yeah by the way why are you, why are you sitting in this room recording this with us why, why aren't you in the water <laughs> oh, i didn't want to make him look bad well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the painful conclusion will lead us to <laughs> um yeah so that will be the 7th of uh, may 7th of may well, anyway, Joe, we're uh, 37 minutes in. That will lead us to the biggest, biggest bullshit buster that I've seen in a while. So I was, last Sunday, I was just messing about. I was going down to Rotterdam for the marathon. I was going there with a mate. And I thought, I haven't seen him in a while. He turned 50, so it was his birthday. I said, mate, we're going to go there. I'll take you out for lunch. It's been your birthday. and um, But he was doing sports fasting. I think sports fasting is a massive bullshit buster. Before we get into it, don't um, uh, make the mistake that it's like, it is fasting, but I don't think there's a problem with fasting, which would mean like a certain window where you wouldn't eat. So what's the difference then? The difference with sports fasting is you're going to restrict your calories so bad. So for example, eat 600 or 700 calories a day for like a week. Um, in order to create a body reset. What, while training as well? While training as well. So what is a five-day fast? We're going to boost your health in five days for better balance and body fat, improve your sleep quality, boost your performance. There's no way that would improve my sleep quality. Mate, well, I'd be waking up gonna, in the night gonna, starving. <laughs> restorate your skin, lower your stress levels, healthier life. Why should you join the five-day fast? It's about restoring, boosting your health is a way feasible for everyone. We do this by imitating fasting while you continue to eat and move. So basically, um, I don't know if someone's really interested in fasting, you should watch some of the uh, colleges, speaking of triathlon mockery college, of Dr. Jason Fung, Jason Fung about fasting. So basically, if you're in a fasted state, you will run out of your glycogen and then you'll use fat in order to get like energy into your like your muscles and your body and all that but if you eat all day you keep like filling up the glycogen again but basically what they're doing is like not um really fasting all day but just hardly eat anything all day so for example you eat one date and four grapes and that's it for lunch cost making me anxious just hearing about it like there's no way i I could do that i'd be getting stressed when is it possible to just you know you said about depression mate that sounds like one way that's going to make you depressed isn't it doing that like fasting like there's no way i could do that I, I know, like I know. And resetting the body. If you want to reset the body, just wait for fucking food poisoning to come along. Yeah. Like I would never you would never pay for that though, would you? Because once you've read what it does, you'd be and like that's the, that's the most bullshitest thing. It's crazy expensive for someone to tell you to hardly eat anything. Yeah, it's like you could just like 
basically do it yourself and think, well, I'll have hardly any calories and I'll save the money. Because didn't you say it costs £200? Is that what you said? For yeah. five days? For someone to tell you how, how little to eat. So it's not like they're even giving you a nutrition plan, is it? They're just telling you not to eat, basically. A body reset. What a load of bullshit. And also, you're still training. You're restricting all the calories. You will feel weak. You won't improve in training. You won't recover. You probably will sleep bad. I would see it as something detrimental and really bad happening to your body instead of something like improving your physical and mental health. If I do a training day and I don't eat enough, I'll end up waking up in the night hungry. You know, like if I'm so if I was doing that, I'd be like waking up starving all the time. You know, I once got told by a cycling coach to that, that you need to lose a bit of weight. You're a bit fat, um, and I said, mate, I can't. Like I just like food too much. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. show me the show me the burgers. Like, don't worry, I'll just be a bit average because I can't. Yeah, I can't, but I can't also if you if you. If you hear the latest researches and and uh, um, hear what 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 the Norwegians do and all them, um, it's basically eating more calories so you can train harder and recover faster instead of like restricting all the shit. But anyway, like I don't. If you want to lose weight, I think fasting is a good option. But then fast a certain window. For example, from eight p.m. to like twelve uh, a.m. Because you would be like having a certain window where you would break down fat. Uh, for energy but listen that's it what happens in my body during and after the five-day fast this is what's going to happen joe restoring your gut cell membrane leaky gut that's no i know you need to do a bit more fasting cell membrane flexibility and cell communication so that's what the fast do and then stimulate the elimination of heavy metal stored in fat Intestinal flora diversity and better oxidation. Heavy metal. <laughs> Heavy fucking metal. There's like 10 kgs of lead in your body, mate. Yeah, so you have a, have a burger and you're getting a load of lead in you as well. Yeah. Like, and that's... then regeneration, your body, uh, regenerating your body by shrinking your organs, clearing pro- protein plagues, using fescural fat for energy and activating stem cells and autophagy what the hell's that one thing <laughs> in conclusion would you say you need your leaky gut to be fixed by not eating for a week well it's gonna be fixed because nothing's come out of it you ain't got anything to come out <laughs> of course it's gonna be fixed yeah. it? you've got a leaky gut but then as soon as you start eating and drinking again the, the tap's gonna open up and uh, <laughs> the pipes are back open yeah. it's like, if i've got a leaky pipe at home and every time i turn the tap on it leaks if i don't turn the tap on and there's no water, the, the pipe ain't going to leak. It's not rocket science. But then as soon as no. I turn the tap on again, and if I haven't uh, fixed the problem, it starts leaking again. It's exactly the same, isn't it? Same for, same for losing body weight. If you fast for five days, yes, you're going to lose a bit of weight, but you're going to gain it as fast as you like uh, because your metabolism is also going to adapt, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, I, just, I just don't get it why people just pay a lot of money to not eat. Just, just like... If anyone wants this plan and they think that 200 pounds sounds a bit over tt i will give you a plan like this for 125 pounds it's a bargain 60 60 percent of the cost you know send, send us a message or subscribe to our the, patrons the... and we'll write <laughs> nothing we'll write nothing and uh, that can be your plan <laughs> in conclusion what do you think of the bullshit buster um 
flipping egg. I think it's absolutely horrendous. I can't see who on earth would pay for someone to tell them not to eat anything, £200 for five days. Absolutely, definitely total bullshit, Buster. Absolute scam. But what about regenerating the, the, the leaky gut and the, the, the organs and the body and, and losing a bit of weight? Yeah, it was definitely going to work for that because there's nothing, you're not eating anything. So it's obviously going to work, isn't it? You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like if I said to someone, don't eat for two weeks and you'll lose a lot of weight, obviously they're going to lose a lot of weight. There's no calories going in, is there? How, how, how do you think this is going to benefit you mentally not eating? I would be really depressed if I did that because like, I thought the whole point of doing sport and stuff is so you can eat more and eat stuff what you like without gaining weight and stuff like that. That's yeah. one of the main reasons. So for to, to someone to tell you to starve yourself and try and do sport, that to me sounds horrendous. And I think it's probably going to give people eating disorders, isn't it? You know, if they it feel is. like they have to do all this, like I can't see any positive from it. I know, I know. I must say, since I've been, I haven't been training a lot over the last couple of months, but I've been going to the gym and I have been eating like all right and uh, sometimes like a bit unhealthy. Mate, that body is still ripped as anything. I don't need no fast. And I think exactly like you're saying, it's creating eating disorders. It's really all right to eat unhealthy stuff. It's all right. You don't um, need to live like a monk. I've got to get my dad body in shape now, mate. Like that's uh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's, I don't want to be starving. I want to be eating loads of fat food and doing no sport. And I that's how you get a dad bod, isn't it? Like last thing I want to be doing is following that. Wow! Imagine that you you were put into Hangalo and they and you get like uh, this program of not eating. You by yourself in there. Like, what would that would that would that would would you have rather gone to prison than that? Yeah, of course. Because you're able to eat like three times a day. You'd have people around you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that you were more isolated in Hengelo from people than what you would be if you were in prison? Uh, On a day-to-day basis, from well, how often I mean, you talk to people? I was just, I was just from, my, from my social life. And from yeah, from your social life. Do, do you reckon life? you would have yeah. had a better social because you would have been around people, you know, like uh, yeah. you could have shouted to him. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. Did you grow, you grew up there, didn't you, as well, like a long while ago? Didn't yeah, but you? I haven't I haven't lived there for like twelve years, and I was always also living on an industrial terrain, which isn't really inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I saw her out there. You could see all the like, warehouses, couldn't you, when you looked out? But I thought I'll, I'll just be here for a month, maybe tweet two, and I'm very I'll practical be gone. though, wasn't it, where you lived? Because you had your shower in your kitchen, so it was like super practical. Like you know, like you don't have but to get I, out. But I one must room say, mate, I have learned. A lot about myself and about the things I want uh, in, like uh, goal setting. About the thing, I I just know I know what I want. But you had um, you had a girl that was yeah. staying around yours, didn't you? Where you were in Hengelo. So would like would you be cooking her breakfast in the morning? She'd be getting a shower and that, and it'd all be in the kitchen. So you'd be like cooking a breakfast. Well, literally, literally that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the that was the only positive. Have you ever had that? <laughs> no. You were showering and then you no. could literally like make coffee and you have like this gorgeous view in the morning. Mate, I was always <laughs> up at, at six a.m. Normally I would sleep in. I was up at six a.m. I said, "Let's get breakfast now. Let's get breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, do you know what's up then I, I had two of my i had my main sponsor come around as well with his mate so they're both they're like in his in their 60s a bit like uh like not super fit anymore so we went we were going on a route and then i was making them lunch and then they were showering as well in there <laughs> and they were 
And they were saying, I bet this is a different feel than you've had before, haven't you? Yeah, that must be like a pervert's dream that, you know, put a shower in the kitchen, invite people around for a run and then say, you can have a shower at mine, don't worry, you know. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, been there. But you need to appreciate the small things in life, Joe. You need to appreciate that because I've, I've been on the flipping industrial train by, uh, terrain by myself for seven months. I've faced it. I've come out of it. I've come out of it stronger. And right now I'm, I'm flipping living, mate. Back on track. <laughs> You're going to kick ass this weekend in Texas. I'm just going to get the training in. Um, in the meanwhile, if you're listening, you're obviously going to go to the link in the description to sign up for the Patreons. Of course. <laughs> Or don't um, click unsubscribe on on the thirty first of the month. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, the rest will follow by itself. See you later. <laughs> See you, mate. Have a good one on race day. <laughs> I'll be doing more of them, mate, on Saturday. Yeah, hopefully. All right. See you. <laughs>